Bootstrapping your business can sometimes feel lonely. Welcome to the Bootstrapped European Entrepreneur Podcast, where you can hear the stories of your peers, as well as the strategies and tactics that have helped them grow their businesses. Your host, Uroj, co-founded a company as a student and led it through the trials and tribulations of bootstrapping to the IPO on the stock exchange. Hi, our guest today is Antonio Baldassara, a co-founder and CEO of CVEP, a leading Italian cloud provider, and also a co-founder of DHH, a company producing this podcast. Of course, we discuss how the CVEP started, but we also touch upon why and how they pivoted two times, and why in 2009 they switched from selling web hosting solutions to cloud solutions, despite them having a really good growth. Antonio also shares with me what kind of danger lies in switching company focus to selling lower price but more powerful solutions with potentially bigger market, how to align everybody behind the new company strategy, and the role of storytelling in company growth. At the end, we discuss a little bit the idea behind DHH. I really hope you will enjoy this episode. Hi, Antonio. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Urash. I am really happy to this opportunity that you have reserved for me. Uh, CF is now, let's say, recognized as leading cloud provider in Italy. But it took a long time to get to this point, let's say. So where does the story of you as an uh, internet entrepreneur actually begin? The, the story is a long story that became many, many years ago when I had also hair in my head, but now they disappear. <laughs> and then uh, the, the, the story of internet from my entrepreneurial point of view started in 1995 in reality. Because my background uh, is a background uh, in electronics, in electronics engineer. When, uh, at, uh, my, and then I was uh, completely committed to electronic circuitry, high frequency, microwave, completely different topic from uh, from internet in the last time of my university courses i discovered the uni- internet because at that time uh, my uh, my university was connected to the international physics laboratory and then traveled them uh, to the internet and then i discovered internet at the university and uh, start a sort of fascination between uh, me and uh, the power of internet. Uh, we are discussing of the, the early the early years of 1990 and then at the very, very beginning of the internet in Italy. And uh, I remember that uh, I remained completely fascinated by the power of this instrument that was able to put in connection from one side to the another of the world in few milliseconds. This is very, very incredible from the point of view of the communication, but also from the point of view that the communication was very flexible in the sense that you can send an email, transfer a file, search some things. At my time, at my time, so at the beginning exists the YES, the YES protocol, because there was some kind of ancient protocol in the internet now completely disappeared. But at that time, becomes the idea of uh, do something in the internet industry. At that time, the, the main business was provide access to the internet. Because no one 
Uh, at that time, uh, no one was able to access to the internet outside the university, the research community, and outside the large industry industries. And then in Italy, especially, uh, there be some kind of, of companies, small companies, starting to provide access to the internet throughout the modem. If you remember the modem, the one... Uh, that I is- remember the sound. Exactly. And then uh, we start uh, creating an internet uh, service provider located in Frosinone, which is closer to Rome. We select uh, uh, an area in which there was a sufficient number of people, a sufficient number of uh, business potential business customers and so on. And then in 1995, we decided to we start the first internet access provider in, uh, in my area. That was also an interesting success because we, in a very, very short time, we reached uh, more or less, more, more than 1,000 of uh, subscribers, 1,000 uh, and half, right? a huge amount of subscribers. But in the reality, uh, there was a difficult business in Italy because uh, at that time in Italy, there was only one uh, operator for telephony in the, in, the, in the country. That was the, the previous government operator. And then uh, uh, when this operator decided to enter in the internet business, starting uh, himself uh, pro- to provide uh, connectivity, uh, how, from the financial point of view, our business become critical because basically we, are, uh, we have a constraint to buy a lot of service from the telecom operator in the, in the country and we present and after that we go on the market together with the same operator. And then uh, it's not so comfortable from the business point of view. And then at that time, some company decided to try to create, to increase their dimension and also to start some kind of legal litigation altogether in front of the the incumbent of the, the, the grid operator for obtaining some kind of right. My decision was different because... Uh, at that time, uh, my decision was in uh, explore a different part of the internet business, not so connected to the access, but more connected to the service. And then now we name this kind of service uh, with the words uh, over the top, OTT, over the top services. But at the early beginning, this kind of service was basically hosting of the website. Because if you remember in 19, uh, starting from 1992, many CCTLD start operation, and then the .it, but also the .side, the .at, many of the country code domain. In, a, in, a, in that many of them are become interesting for the customer in order to domain registration, create small web, web presence and so on. And then we decided in 1998 to concentrate all of our effort in over-the-top services. If I understand correctly, some of your, let's say, competitors in this internet access business, let's say ISPs, small ISPs, decided to sue the telecom. Exactly. Uh, let's say for not so good practices. And you said, okay, it's not worth the time and effort and focus your effort in building the business. Yes, basically because uh, I am more passionate in technology, more passionate in business, uh, also in financing, but less passionate in legal. And then, see, at that time, uh, the real war was a legal war. 
between the small operator, the small independent operator, and the giant incumbent in the country. And at the end, this kind of litigation has produced a good regulation in Italy in order to mix the presence of big operator and more smaller one. But at that time, my decision was in change the rules because uh, I am more passionate in, in technological things, in technological stuff. And then we decided to move from access to, uh, to uh, over-the-top services, and we create uh, the, the brand, the C-Web, uh, the C-Web brand, in 1998. The C-Web, uh, the C-Web brand starts, and, we begin, and at the early beginning, uh, we provide only two or three services. Basic uh, one, uh, one uh, a couple of plans for web hosting, I don't remember exactly, and a uh, plan for uh, mail, mail services. And then we start in this way, and uh, or together with domain registration. This was at the beginning a, a really great, the great success. I remember that we was uh, one of the first players in Italy on this market, together with other two or three. And we decided to become the pure player in the sense to concentrate only on domain and hosting. And this is basically, this was the first change that for me, um, I, I, I want to discuss with you is an important milestone because we come from access and move from to the service on top. But how did this change, let's say, the organization then, uh, let's say, and your attitude towards business? Because it's different kind of business, let's say. So did you have to change the team somewhat or were you still so flexible that everybody just learned new things? Yes and no. Because in the reality, uh, all the people in the teams remain the same because probably the people, the people in the team at that time was not completely a completely the right team for connectivity. But probably at, since the beginning, the, the people was more uh, passionate to service and not connection. But in the reality, among the shareholders, I remember that we, we had a crisis because when we started this company, basically the company was started by three people that everyone, three friends, that is completely usual in this case. But I remember that one of the founders was not comfortable with the decision of to switch from access to pure uh, web service uh, in the sense of web hosting domain. And then uh, this kind of uh, uh, different point of view produces uh, the, the fact that the, the, these shareholders leave the company, decided to, to abandon and then SeaWeb uh, uh, at the very, very beginning was founded by three people. But after this first change, remain only two people. And then uh, this was a, a, also a little shock because you, if you need to consider that th- this was a typical company created by friends in, with a common idea, with a common dream and so on. And then the, the change exposed to this kind of risk um, both on the team, but also in the shareholders, because someone are not. And then I remember this kind of uh, 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 misalignment between uh, the changement and then the idea of the shareholder. But uh, I think that in many cases, uh, when you decide a change, 
you need also to obtain some kind of success in a short time because uh, the the change uh, itself produce a lot of doubts a lot of bad things because you are going out from a comfort zone because the comfort zone can be also risky not so profitable not so t- but it's a comfort zone when you decide to change something you take a decision to go out this comfort zone and then from the psychological point of view you need to get some kind of uh, of a uh, 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 clear effect that your decision is right or not in in a short time and also if i may, if if i may add let's say uh, also when we decided to exit the agency business uh let's say we had a success let's say we are quite profitable let's say everything is now running smoothly just with hosting and so on uh no more project no more stress but still the people that stayed with the company they remembered let's say a year and a half later they still had the feeling that something is wrong that because we dropped some kind of business and so on and all the new people wow how great is it but the old let's say the old guard were still remembering let's say the scars of doing this decision so yeah i, I agree that uh, let's say quick success it's quite important but it also takes time let's say then to yes yes quick success is important because when you plan a change you need the good signal to to observe yourself and also to propose to the other because the entrepreneur is like a sort of uh, storyteller okay the, and the, you start in tell your story to yourself you start in convince yourself but this is simple but uh, after that you need to convince your uh, key people your closer collaborator your your shareholder if you have you need to start convince something and then this stop but the storytelling works uh, in a good way in the very very strict time after the you need to give some kind of uh, a good uh, and uh, wide clear results of your of your storytelling in the sense that you need some kind of good result i remember when uh, when uh, i do the study at the university when i studied at the university as i told before my my study was in electronics basically and some something some things of computer science at the end but i remember uh, one courses on uh, on uh, uh, economics and uh, uh, industrial organization. At the time of the university, this, this was one of the more annoying uh, <laughs> studies that I remember. <laughs> yeah. And also very, very difficult because the discipline was com- complicated by, because uh, a, new, a new teacher came to the university and this uh, uh, professor came from a, an, economic, an economic university and reach the, the engineer. But in the engineer courses, the economics is a very, very side, side discipline. While this kind of professor uh, was uh, really interested in, uh, in studying very, very detailed this kind of approach. And I remember the effort for, uh, for reaching the result of, this, uh, of these courses that uh, in a very, very ironic way, was one of the teaching courses that uh, probably has produced much more result in my life. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I remember a, a claim of this professor 
that uh, was very, very interesting. The claim, one of the claim is uh, that, uh, hey, everyone in the morning when do shaving is able to have an idea. Every one of us. But um, a very, very uh, little number of us is able to put the legs under the idea and push the idea until the goal. And uh, in less, even less, even less of us will be able to win and will be able to show this win to the other. And, uh, and then if, if you have an idea, it's very important to have an idea. It's important to select the good idea, but he is even more important to put the legs under the idea and starting a run the business. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back. Let's you know you changed to let's say hosting, domains and so on, and you had some legs under the idea, let's say so the business was running well. Exactly. Uh, so did it here did the growth start here, let's say were you growing uh, as a company? Uh, yes, the, the huge growth starts exactly here because we, for example, uh, when uh, be, uh, uh, in the previous business that was the Internet Service Access business, we experienced the problem of the proximity because when you do Internet access at the time of the technology in the 1990, you need to stay closer to, the, 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 to your customer by the way that the customer at that time need to be connected with telephone line and the cost of telephone line is proportional to the, the distance. And then you are at that time, the, the internet service provider was a geographical business in the sense that you need to stay closer. When we decided to switch from internet service provider to a hosting provider, we discovered that the hosting provider is not a geographical business. At least is a country business if you have some kind of language constraint or something like that, but not technology constraint. And this was a, a, a huge change of scale for us because we moved from strictly geographic business closer to our city or a neighbor city to a business countrywide. And this, and at that time, for example, I started to recognize the role of the marketing, the role of communication, also the role of some kind of, to keep track of some kind of financial indicators. Because uh, when you scale up, uh, some kind of uh, you are in the, you need to move from uh, tailored service to uh, structured service standard standardization and so on. And then uh, is uh, some kind of uh, uh, process and some kind of indicator that are not so interesting if you work uh, for project, for example, become uh, really important if you start uh, in works at scale. Okay, and then at the early beginning, this uh, the, the first change of the business um, produces that produces some other change in uh, in process. Uh, in, in business model, also in organization, for example, we start in create a good organization from the financial and administrative point of view, because we, we recognize that we need to, to do some kind of also uh, investment. We need to maintain under control 
the, the marginality. We needed to maintain under control some kind of a lot of stuff. Can we explore this a little bit more, let's say, because when we first met, I was really impressed, let's say, by your financial, let's say, point of view at the company and also discipline. So what exactly changed? Because you said, okay, you just had one course at University of Economics. Only one. Yeah. And now, let's say, you started to grow. And how, was there any problem that you recognized the importance of finance? And how did you approach learning? At the end, the very the, the real motivation of this particular attitude that I have, honestly, in this area, come from a previous failure. Yeah, I think that for people, many, many, uh, many points of excellence rise up from some failures. This is a part of the story uh, out of uh, of uh, this conversation that uh, start uh, very, very some years before when I had uh, uh, very, very young, uh, together with uh, other friends, we started a huge global business. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this fun. It's a very, very fun story. This was a business uh, we, we want to, basically we want to make a bicycle. Yeah. One of my friends had an idea of an innovative bicycle. Uh, very, very innovative. And he started to protect this kind of uh, idea throughout an intellectual property obtained in the USA, in, the, in many, many countries all over the world. And then we together decided to start this kind of a huge global company with the idea of uh, build this kind of innovative bicycle. And um, uh, the idea was, uh, uh, the years are more or less uh, 1886 or 1887, and then uh, I am student at that time. But we, we, we started to create this kind of very, very large company with uh, uh, a huge amount of shareholders, very, very huge, some hundreds of shareholders. And we raised more or less uh, 11 billion of uh, the old liras that we had in Italy. And the 11 billion was around 5 million euros. In, in share capital at that time for build this kind of bicycle. But at the end, uh, this was a huge disaster in the sense that uh, the, no one in the company was able to take under control this uh, huge amount of money. These take under control the, 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 the business, take under control the production, take under control the research and development, take under control, no, no, Nothing is under control in this company. And then at the end, the, this company become a failure, a huge failure. And the one of the, basically for three motivations. The complete, uh, the inability of the management to manage the company. The completely lack of uh, financial uh, and, uh, and management uh, of the business competence. And the completely lacks of competence in communication and marketing and so on. And then uh, these uh, two pillars, uh, financials and uh, communication and marketing, that uh, obviously these pillars of competence are completely outside my, my, my background and so on. 
But uh, the lesson was not uh, uh, that uh, it is impossible to do business without to this true competence. And then when I decided to start CWeb, I remember that uh, at the early beginning we are uh, we was completely passionate on technology and so on and so on. But when I recognized that the business starting raising up, I remember that the employee number three in the company was an, a financial expert, the number three. And then, uh, but uh, this is the this was the effect of the typical lesson learned. Okay. I, I recognize that, uh, okay, if you are the number one in a specific technology, you cannot forget other the important topic that you need in the company. And then uh, since uh, this was the real motivation at the beginning, uh, beside this, there was also the fact that uh, me personally, in order to discuss with some other, I need to have some kind of a little knowledge of the, the topic because I am not, otherwise I am not comfortable to discuss. And then I started in do a little of uh, uh, self-education in, uh, in economy, in, uh, in financial, very, very little, and also in marketing and in communication, but not for do, but for understand. At the end, I never do in financial, I never do in administrative stuff, I never do in communication, I never do in marketing, but I need to understand. Because if I discuss with a, a, a communication guru, with a financial guy and so on, I need to understand. And then, uh, and then I decided to study in an autonomous way uh, some... Uh, some kind of related to administratives, uh, some kind related to financials, and also communication and marketing. I am not an expert, obviously. It's, this is outside of my competence. But I think that for, uh, I, I, uh, for many years, uh, I have covered the role of CEO of CWeb, and until now, in reality. I think that for uh, the one that is, uh, <clears throat> that drive the, the company, is important to uh, have a sort of horizontal ability to to understand because he needs the ability to understand because if you don't have the ability to understand you are not able to program the future to program the next year and make strategic decisions exactly which brings me back let's say now cf was growing as a web hosting company but then you decided to change again to make another switch let's say why because the growth was there uh, more or less around 2005 more or less uh, we our dimension in 2005 was around uh, four or five million in revenue it's not uh, and then we are not a big company but not a smaller company and in Italy especially there was a, a lot of competition in the area of the web hosting and also there was uh, many global player. I, I remember Bluehost, uh, uh, many Webcom, uh, many, many of player in, uh, in the area of the web hosting. And then uh, th this was the scenario. But uh, I remember that uh, at that time, uh, our growth rate uh, remained uh, closer to double digit. In, 
we had a growth rate in this condition. But uh, we see a sort of uh, shift from uh, uh, the some kind, uh, some aspect of the technology that comes from the USA. Because if you remember, the Amazon, in the Amazon, in the 2005, starting sell the beta product named AWS. The, the project AWS basically started inside the Amazon because they need to, to create a more flexible infrastructure uh, that for support the mall, the web mall that, uh, that they had at the beginning only for books, but they grow uh, uh, very, very quickly with uh, outside the book business. And they need, at that time, they need a flexible infrastructure for empower their e-commerce. As a side project for Amazon, uh, they decided to start the AWS to and open this kind of service to the public. I was very, very interesting uh, to, to this kind of service, and we decided to create something of similar. Because uh, at the very beginning, the idea is not to uh, 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 propose this as a service to the, to the market, but the idea basically was a stupid idea in the sense that it was the, exactly the same that we observed in Amazon, in the sense that, hey, they operate an e-commerce and uh, I've decided to create this kind of uh, approach to the infrastructure. But at the end, we provide web hosting. We have some kind of problem regarding to uh, scalability, to congestions of some kind of infrastructure. And then this kind of uh, solution can be, done, can be good also for us. Our first project, uh, in order to uh, create and understand the technology, was uh, the, the seed of Topost in the reality. Because the idea was, uh, okay, we, we want to experiment the usage of cloud computing uh, approach in order to empower the web hosting. This was the, the, the first initial idea. And then uh, we start uh, more or less in 2005 uh, in this kind of side project that we uh, used for uh, create another startup named Topost that uh, starting selling a very, very inexpensive web hosting, but the infrastructure uh, behind was basically a cloud infrastructure, very flexible, uh, very elastic and so on. In the, in, the, in the meanwhile, uh, me personally decided that probably this kind of approach for uh, not for web hosting, that was the initial idea, but for uh, uh, solve some kind of infrastructural problem of the company in the sense of the large web portals, uh, large e-commerce, but also the typical on-premise on IT like uh, ERP, CRM, and so on. This kind of approach uh, probably can produce value both from customer and from us. And then can I, I ask decided... you something here, let's say, uh, how, first, what made you think so? Let's say, why did you decide that there is an opportunity? Yes, I decided this, that, that this can be an opportunity because, for example, at that time, we uh, proposed to the market uh, uh, web hosting but since uh, uh, we booked a company around 2002 or 2003 that, uh, uh, that provide uh, also dedicated server and VPS, we, uh, after this acquisition, we uh, increased our product line also with VPS and with dedicated servers. 
But uh, this kind of offering was not so flexible because, for example, the agreement uh, at that time was an agreement of 12 months. Uh, in the case of the dedicated server, uh, the, the configuration are very not flexible in the sense that you, when you start uh, at the type of server of type H, if you need to change to type B, you need to buy another dedicated service, uh, move the data. It's very, very complex. And also from our side, is uh, time-consuming from the, the point of view of the human resource. And then uh, in some condition, uh, I, I remember that we are not so happy to sell a lot of dedicated service because the marginality was lower, some kind of stuff was complex. And then I needed that this is a problem. This was a problem. And I recognized that the idea of virtualize this kind of service can produce value, can produce value for us in order because we, we in this way we can standardize. We can use only one type of server, only one type of storage, and at software level, de design the specific service that is more, more, more right, more, more correct for them. And from the customer point of view, the customer can gain flexibility. No more constraint to 12-month agreement, no more constraint to have one type of set decide in advance the type of server that he needs and so on and so on. This was the idea. So you actually saw win-win situation for you and for the customer. Yes. But you said, okay, on the technology, on the software level, let's say, this is my other question. Let's say, how were you able to actually develop something like that? Uh, let's say, did you have expertise inside CVAP at the time? Uh, basically, yes. Uh, I, at that time, I, I had uh, one guy, very, very skilled, that uh, worked on this. But uh, this kind of project involved directly me. I remember that uh, I, I have decided a great part of the architecture at the very, very beginning. I have also wrote a lot of software directly. Uh, because uh, because uh, when you have a challenge, you want to participate to the challenge, okay? If you are uh, completely committed in this challenge, you are, uh, it's natural that uh, every 24 hours each day, you are this kind of challenge in your mind. Uh, I remember at that time, uh, me personally, I have worked a lot on this project together with the, the, this, this other uh, guy in the company and uh, for, with the, the idea to propose to the market the first MVP. And our first MVP was uh, reached the market in 2009. That, at that time, was a, a very, very good product, uh, very, very flexible, uh, interesting. Uh, that, that solves many of the issues existent in the market uh, in this kind of uh, area. But the most important challenge uh, the, the, uh, was the, another, not the technological challenge, but the, the decision to move the business of C-Web from VPS and dedicated server to the cloud servers. This was the most, uh, uh, I remember, very, very complex decision because, uh, uh, as you know, Basically, cloud server cloud services is pay per use. Okay, you can decide a sort of floor level, uh, but at the end, the cost of the service is more or less similar to the type of the service that the customer need and use. At that time, 
the VPS was billed in a flat way, and also the dedicated server was billed in a flat way, and the agreement in many cases was a one-year agreement. And then uh, the value of each agreement was much higher than the equivalent agreement of a cloud solution. Because at the end, uh, at the, for example, suppose that you buy a server for use it uh, sometimes. If you decide to switch to cloud, you will pay only for sometimes of <laughs> when we use. And then uh, the, uh, this was one of the problem. Did this create uh, did this create some kind of cash flow problems for CIP at the time? No, the 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 no. At the end, this was a great opportunity. This create a great opportunity. But uh, the the real problem was that in a, the decision in advance was very very complex. Because, for example, the amount of agreement for twelve month that was paid for twelve month generate a lot of deferrals. For example, at that time. Basically, deferrals means that you have money in the ends for future costs. When you switch from this approach to cloud approach, cloud approach is pay per use, and then you pay after the use, not before. And from the cash flow point of view, this can create a huge risk. This is one part of the medal. The other part of the medal is connected to the fact that in many cases, uh, cloud servers uh, cost less than the equivalent solution that at that time we have in our list price. And then, uh, for example, we develop a lot of study around the, the, this. And then, for example, uh, moving from the historical offering of VPS and dedicated server to the new offering based in paper use and then in cloud server and so on, uh, at that time, uh, who can generate a, a, a loss between 50 and 30% in terms of revenue. And connected all that. And then we decided to project a sort of huge, very, very huge marketing activity in order to recover all the loss and go ahead. And we decided that we, at that time, uh, we had a lot of uh, reserves in the banks. And uh, we decided also to acquire uh, some kind of loan in order to push a lot in terms of marketing, communication, uh, product packaging, and so on. Because our goal was, uh, I remember, recover 50% of loss and at least 10% of growth. And uh, I decided that the right solution, since uh, I perceive this as a great change, very, very great and deep change, and I, I perceive it that I need also to explain this kind of change to the people in the company, not only to the market, I remember that we decided to create a sort of switch off. And then the idea is not add some kind of product to the existing one, but switch a some kind of product family from the assistant to the new cloud across the midnight. And uh, I remember that we, across the midnight, decided to cancel the VPS and cancel the uh, dedicated hosting uh, product family and uh, leaves only, not and leaves, and put on the website only the cloud servers. 
we only one product cloud that will can is able to cover to uh, uh, the the two old one. So you were like general that that burst the bridge behind the army. Yes, this was one of the the most complex decision in my life. I remember a very very it was a complex decision because uh, the VPS and the dedicated server more or less at that time covered half of the revenue, not half, 40, 40% of the revenue, and then a huge drop in this area. Uh, who, who can uh, was uh, able to produce a huge drop in revenue and marginality and also some kind of cash difficulty. But at the end, uh, the, the story was different because uh, I remember that we start this kind of revolution in the 1st of January of 2010. And the 2010, uh, historically, was one of the year in which CWEB as achieved the, the much higher level of growth. And then in 2010, we was able to recover completely the loss that come uh, with this kind of change and increase, uh, I remember, to 12% at the end of the year, year of year. In 2010, we increased 12%. And then we was a very, very great moment in the story of the C-Web. And, uh, because at that time, we have no competition in the country. What, what do you attribute this to? Let's say, okay, so you burned the bridge on the VPS and dedicated server. Yes. But you also mentioned marketing push, marketing activity. What kind of push was there? I remember that we started in the... Uh, we, we have done the switch at the end of 2009, the switch. But we have started a huge... Uh, Uh, marketing activity in uh, November of 2019. I remember a lot of uh, events, a lot of uh, some kind of convention uh, with, uh, with many people in which we explain our vision, in which we explain our future, that we are preparing for them. I mean, me personally, uh, I have uh, done, uh, I think, in four months, uh, a few less than 100 of events speaking and try to describing this new technology that can change this, this, and this. Uh, we spent a lot of uh, money. In, uh, at, at that time, the, there are many uh, specialized magazines in Italy uh, on computer and so on. We, we spent a lot of money also in online activity, in some online portals. We do a lot of communication. And uh, we create uh, many meetings, for example, in, in Rome, in Milan, in Padua, in, in all the major city of the Italy, and in, in which we have invited our customer and also any other that want to participate. And uh, in order to explain, I remember the idea, this the use the, um, I don't remember exactly the claim, but it's something like, uh, build the value throughout the virtuals, this kind of idea. And, and uh, this was a good success. It didn't come as a surprise to the customers then, but did they still perceive you as a web hoster or uh, you are now cloud provider? No, we are no more perceived as, as a web hosting provider at C-Web. We are perceived basically as a cloud provider together with some kind of business connected to data center. Because uh, starting from 2006, we have uh, booked a large data center in Milan. 
And in 2012, uh, we built another large data center here in Frosinone. And then uh, we have created this data center for our need connected to the cloud infrastructure, basically. But since we have a lot of uh, space, we have started also to, to sell some colocation services, more or less integrated also with cloud. And then now we are perceived basically with a, with, as a cloud company with infrastructure, with uh, uh, data center uh, offering. But this, this happened in 2010 or uh, immediately or it was a process? No, not, immedi- not immediately, not immediately. This kind of, uh, of in reality, is I think that uh, this kind of different perception uh, is a perception that uh, uh, comes together with our storytelling in the sense that we have, uh, starting from 2010, we have completely changed our storytelling, moving from web hosting, not moving from web hosting. At the, at the early beginning, in the reality, we push heavy things on cloud. And basically, we not, at that time, we not uh, not propose web hosting service, despite the fact that we have in the, in the website, but we don't propose them. And then, uh, since this kind of communication campaign and marketing works uh, very, very well, the people recognize us as a cloud comp- company. And then, uh, in 2000, starting from 2012, basically, we decided to abandon the web hosting area, also because uh, at that time we gain some customer that are operators in the sense that are, they are active in the, in the web hosting area. And then for us, uh, from the pure financial point of view and also effort in support and so on, we, we decided that for us, uh, probably the best way was the one that support this kind of entity much uh, much smaller uh, of us, but they are with a good, a good presence on the web hosting market. And then the idea is that probably the, the right choice was support they and not compete with they. You now also mentioned data center, networks, and so on. These are all areas that, re- that require, let's say, high technical competence. Uh, and the question I have here, let's say, is how did you manage to, let's say, grow the team in a way that uh, that you kept the technical competence at a really high level? Uh, good questions. We, good question with uh, interesting answer because uh, our switching in 2010, the switching that we have done between across 2009 and 2010 when we decided to move from web hosting to cloud, has produced a sort of side effect in the sense that many passionate technicians in Italy start in enter in touch with, you, with us, proposing themselves as a, a competent people in the area of data center and so on. And then this was a, an interesting side effect of our switching and our campaign in the sense that at that time, many people in Italy that was very passionate in uh, data center, in technology, in infrastructure, starting contacting us in order to propose themselves for hire because they see that uh, at that time, we present ourselves as a sort of sexy company 
in Italy on uh, on uh, internet service on which they love to work. I remember, for example, that many people moved from uh, uh, different uh, part of the of the country in order to reach us. For example, just an example, Marco Dietri that lives in Genova moved to Milan in order to work with us, but also uh, some other from Veneto to, to Frosinone that is uh, very, very far, uh, more than uh, 600 kilometers. Because uh, at that time, we become a lot of, act- we create a lot of attraction to some talents on this project. Uh, with, uh, if I think about now, about this, wh- probably this was one of the most important part of the successful of the story. But honestly, I don't project this. This was a side effect. And then I remember that when we started CDs, probably we hired many people, more, much more people than what we need at the beginning. But this probably was one of the best choice because now we have in the company very, very high level people that are passionate of the company, not only of the wage, but of the company. This is uh, invaluable. This is completely invaluable, but uh, I need to admit that I never projected this at the time, but this was an, an side effect. So if I would try to get a formula, it's let's say work on an interesting, technically interesting project, that's let's say at the high end of what's done now, and do a good PR push that everybody knows that you're doing this. Commit, I think that the, the magic word is commitment. You need to commit whole of yourself in the idea. You need to commit a great part of the resource that you have in the idea and push a lot. Pressure, when you do change, pressure is important. Is important pressure in time, is important pressure in communication, is important pressure in marketing, pressure you need to not dilute. Changing, I have, uh, what I have learned is that when if you decide, decide to do some changing, it's important that the changing is a sort of transition. And then uh, in order to observe a changing as a transition, as a quick transition, you need to avoid dilution, you need to avoid uh, to, uh, to, and you need to put uh, all our effort in a short amount of time. Because in this way, you are, able, you are able to increase the effect outside the company and also inside the company. Because uh, uh, I remember at that time uh, in the company, uh, we have only one mantra. We need to change administration. We need, we need to change everything. Because, uh, for example, also a stupid things. Uh, as you know, the web hosting at that time was powered basically with some kind of software like uh, like VHCMCS or something like that. That works more or less all in the same way, in the sense that you put the order, pay the order, uh, obtain the, the invoice, and so on and so on. While when you switch to the cloud, you need to get the meter at the end of the month, build the invoice, uh, reading the meter, and then build the customer. This is a completely transformation of the administration. It's a, a, cha- a completely change of play. And then I remember uh, that uh, at that time in the company, there was uh, some mantras, okay? Uh, each department have a lot of mantras. It's, uh, 
I don't know if you... Can you share some? Yeah, no, 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 share some. I, I don't know if you know, for example, an old uh, project methodology started in Toyota, the Kanban methodology. You, you know the Kanban? Yes. I remember that we, we at that time, we used some similar, uh, but with uh, the real paper, the real uh, small sheet of paper, and uh, in which uh, everyone had some kind of uh, stuff to do in the specific time with specific results and so on. This was very exciting. Uh, the, the, that time was very exciting in the company. And uh, probably the second memo, the second moment, uh, similar, but uh, that uh, not uh, after this uh, transformation of 2010. The other uh, interesting moment was uh, across 2015 and 2016 with the creation of the HH. Did you think at the time that this will be, that this will have so much effect, let's say, on the story of Sir? Yes, but uh, but what's the difference? Because uh, while the changing between Austin and Cloud really involved all the company, all people in the company, also the one that uh, cleaned the office at the morning uh, was advised that we are changing. Now, in uh, in the case of uh, DHH, the, the situation was quite different because uh, because uh, uh, it was perceived at the beginning as a sort of external project, okay? And then that uh, basically involved only the financial department, the administrative and financial department, not the other department. Just to clarify a little bit, uh, CF was one of the co-founders, let's say, and you personally, let's say, was one of the yes. co-founders of DHH project. I am one of the co-founders together with you and together with uh, other guys, with Nico and so on. And then we have as CWeb, uh, me personally, and uh, as CWeb, uh, we have promoted this idea. And uh, if you remember, we, Nico, enter in touch, uh, Nico, that was one, another of the co-founders, enter in touch with you in the 2015, I think, in order to expose, uh, expose the project. The, the idea was this create, uh, to, to try to do another game changer. And the idea of the game changer that was uh, at the beginning of DHH is create a sort of... Uh, uh, multicultural, multi-country, multi-product uh, operator. Can I ask you here, why didn't you decide, let's say, to go international with CWeb? Why was more interesting for you personally, let's say, to go into this DHH story, in, let's to take this route? Uh, in the reality, at the really beginning of CWeb, we have already experienced this. Because if you were very, very at the early beginning, we decided to have two different channels of go-to-market, one for Italy and one from the global market. But in the reality, at the beginning, we were not in the condition. We, are, we have not the, not the quality and not the type of customer service, the customer interaction ready for global market at the very, very beginning. And then, and then it was a failure, basically. We removed very, very quickly the, the idea of do the, the, the international agents. And we learned, for example, an, uh, an interesting lesson in the sense that uh, uh, it exists basically only two dimensions. The, the country-wide dimension, the local dimension, in the sense that you are local for language, local for geography, where local means countrywide, or you are global. 
the the in the mean uh, in the middle there is nothing in the sense that uh, not make sense and not worse especially create for example a company that that operate in Italy and in French or in Italy and in Slovenia on the because this kind of uh, approach is very very inefficient is uh, because it's difficult to do, do communication it's difficult to do marketing it's difficult to do customer service you have a lot of complexity and then a lot of additional costs in the reality because uh, this uh, small market if uh, someone in the italian market decides to buy something to an italian player he needs some some specific uh, he, he has some specific expectations. The same, I think, in Slovenia, the same in Croatia, the same in Switzerland, and so on. If you decide to buy your service from a, a, a cross-border operator, you have already decided to move global, not to move to Croatia, or to, but to move global. And then this was the, the lesson learned. The lesson learned is that in, in, in the internet, but also in IT, you are basically two possibilities, stay local or stay global. You are, uh, okay, I am present in two countries. This is not an option, okay? And uh, for me, for me, my point of view. But uh, make sense from the business point of view, cover different countries. And then we start, uh, me personally, and uh, we, together with Nico at the very, very early beginning, we start in, uh, okay, how we can do this covering this uh, possibility to cover many countries, but uh, not uh, becoming global. And then the idea is, okay, but if we will be able to uh, find a good company with a good position in the country, with good people, with good market perception, we can create a sort of group of these of this, uh, companies uh, with the idea to uh, develop this company, develop the people, develop the brand, and so on. And uh, this was the, the basic initial idea. Honestly, uh, uh, at the very, very beginning, it was not so clear how to do this, very, very honestly. Now, now for us, it's more clear. But I think uh, that uh, if we change this kind of interview, and I start in the... <laughs> <laughs> in put questions to you. No. no, no, maybe just two more questions, let's say. Why did you then, let's say, decide uh, together with your co-founder, let's say, to join DHH as CEP? What was the motivation? But in reality, one, this was one of the two options that I decided since the beginning of the project. Because uh, when uh, uh, I decided, uh, when uh, me personally decided to start this kind of, uh, of DHH project, uh, before DHH, uh, we have already started other, other startups, honestly. And then we, at the very, very beginning, we perceived the, uh, DHH like one of the other startups, okay, at the very, very beginning. Because uh, at the very, very beginning, we was in a sort of experimental moment, okay? We want to decide if it can work, not can work, because there are problems from uh, the point of view of the culture, problems of the point of view, many, many problems there are, from the, the government, from the financial point of view, the, the management control system. There are a lot of problems in the, in the idea of create the, the, an industrial group uh, like uh, DHH. Now we don't see any problem, no more problem. But in the reality, if you remember, we have uh, encountered... A lot of them were solved. 
and solved a lot of problems, a lot of problems. Uh, the idea, and then at the beginning, uh, basically, the project uh, was designed for two possibly, possible ending points. The third one is, uh, okay, create the group, create a good uh, perception, and then sell to some other. This was one of the ideas that is typical of the startups. You create a startup and then sell to someone. Or uh, if the, the, the group uh, is able to reach some kind of uh, success, some kind of uh, uh, point of value, the idea is to merge at the beginning CWeb in this group for solve in the reality a, a problem of CWeb. The, the idea initially was uh, uh, reasoning, uh, me personally reasoning around a, a potential problem of CWeb connected to the fact that Cibel, that CWeb has become the not so small company, but, uh, and we need to understand how the company can uh, survive to the future, can survive to me, can survive to the other shareholders. And then uh, uh, my idea is that create a public listed group a company managed in a good way with uh, some kind of standards with the group, with some kind of perception of uh, transparency, of uh, clean house and so on. This can be some good prerequisite for, for creating the future of CWOP. And then the motivation, uh, I, I, uh, the DHH from the, was uh, a sort of solution of this kind of problem for CWOP. And then, uh, and then uh, also, when uh, we uh, clearly recognize that in, C in DHH, we have created uh, a good group with good financial, we are under the control of the business, uh, we, we are able to control the business, we have the, the in, the, in, the, in building the, the group, we have met good people, honest people, very, very, uh, uh, able to create value, to discuss uh, in, a, in a very, very clear uh, way uh, with the other in the group and so on. And then we decide, me personally, but also all of us decided that uh, also for C-Web, probably this is the best, not house, but the best campus for the future. And then we decided to join. Maybe just one last question. Let's say so. If we take a look at your story, let's say you and your team brought the company from humble beginnings, let's say to somewhere where you think that the future is insured. Uh, I know you now for quite some years, and I see that a lot of that is also connected to discipline, especially regarding the finance. Let's say I remember some of our discussion uh, where you shot down the ideas because they could not be potentially didn't have high enough margin. So what would your advice be, let's say, to some bootstrap entrepreneur regarding the finance, how to approach it and why it's important, let's say? Yes. Uh, in reality, at the very, very early beginning, especially for startups, uh, in reality, finance is not so important in the sense that at the very, very beginning, you need to be concentrated to put the legs under the idea. And then normally you have a lot of money to spend. This is typical for, for the startups. But you need to be able to recognize the moment in which you need to create the industrial moment. In the, it exists a specific moment in which you have validated your idea, you, uh, you have your MVP, 
you have uh, tested on the market. In this moment, you are, uh, okay, probably from the, from the outside, you remain startup. But in the reality, in this moment, you are starting to become an industry. And in this moment, it's important, become important some specific things. Government, uh, control, and planning. And uh, government probably is much closer to the people that you, that you select, uh, to the, how you discuss, how you design the process. But finance, govern the, 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 the financial part and govern the, the, the control system, the marginality, the, the production, in this moment become great important. And then uh, what you need to do is project some things. And uh, in, the, in, the st- in the few months, validate your model from the financial point of view, from the, the industrial point of view, and then take some kind of decision. Taste are kind of decision in the very, very early stage and decide also the condition on which you will change this decision. You need to decide in advance. Uh, this is very, very important. You need to become disciplined because especially when you start in bootstrap, you have a great idea, but you have, uh, from the psychological point of view, you are, me- you are too involved in your dream. And the real risk is is lack of contact to the reality. But if you decide in advance what you expect from yourself in uh, at December, what uh, what will be your uh, uh, your core indicators that you expect to reach in December, and what will be your uh, warning indicators that uh, means that you need to change or stop because probably you are not in the, in the right way. I think that this comp- is very, very important to decide this in advance and, in or- and uh, apply in a very, very strong and disciplined way this uh, decision in order to avoid to, for example, the, to remain uh, in doing something that is wrong, run out the cash, run out, destroy the, the startups, without reaching the result. This not means that you need to abandon the idea. This not means, but this means that you need to uh, uh, adjust the execution of our idea, maintaining the dream. And if you, for example, see the history, the very, very much more important history, that's one of the Apple, in April, you see this kind of, uh, of topic in the sense that uh, uh, Steve Jobs, for example, was uh, really innovative, were really a visionary people, but he's fully disciplined. He's completely disciplined in business. He was so not disciplined in life, in personal life, but in business, you can see one of the most disciplined people. Especially after he came back from next to Apple, let's say at this point. In the second phase, in the, especially in the second phase in which he learned the lesson, as I told before. He, and I think that discipline is really important. But uh, pay attention to the fact that discipline not means bureaucracy. 
But discipline means create a sort of war strategy and decide when you need to go back, for example. In the war, stop, change the point of attack, or do this. This is really important for me. I remember an interesting book on uh, the war strategy that is very, very interesting. And I think that uh, many, many uh, hints in this in the war strategy can be applied in uh, in business. Antonio, thank you for sharing the lessons you learned so far, let's say in your business life. I will also thank to everybody that listened to us to the end. Uh, and I hope uh, we will have some discussion, let's say, also in the future, in 10 years maybe, let's say, on how things went. I will appreciate a lot, and I also hope that this kind of discussion can be useful for someone that probably at, uh, at my age become important to, to become useful for some other. And then I hope that this will become possible. Many, many thanks to you and for this opportunity. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the podcast. And do not forget to tell your friends about it. I would really appreciate if you tell me which entrepreneur would you like me to interview next. Just email me at podcast at bootstrapentrepreneurs.eu. The episode show notes are available on www.bootstrapentrepreneurs.eu. See you next week.